Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Superconscious Success Podcast, where Jen and her Superconscious Success family co-hosts bring you valuable content each and every week on topics relating to manifestation, spirituality, and most of all, using your superconscious to manifest success in all areas of your life. Now on to today's episode. Hey there, Superconscious Success fam. Welcome back to another episode on the Superconscious Success Podcast. Today, we are talking about one of my most favorite topics, and that is the higher realm. That is our angels. And today, we're going to be speaking to none other than Marsha Martin. Now, Marsha, also known as the Heart Healer, is a personal empowerment coach. She's channel. She's a best-selling author. And she's also a podcast host on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. She specializes in helping people heal their relationships with themselves. By healing the heart of all the pain and trauma, you'll be able to establish and maintain healthy relationships with yourself and all others so that you can live a successful life. Her unique heart-centered energetic healing approach, Angel Heart Healing, enables you to build the perfect relationship with yourself and helps you answer the questions, who am I, why am I here, and where am I going? So Marsha will help you to release your greatest fears so you can achieve your biggest dreams as you heal your heart and you transform your life. And I'm so excited to be talking to Marsha. Hi, Marsha. How are you going today? Hi, Jen. So delighted to be here and to talk about angels with you. Yeah, you, um, you are doing some amazing work with the angels and we had a great discussion prior to the podcast um, about our favourite angels and about the, the energetic realm. So I'm looking forward to going into how we can open our hearts to the angels and we can really start to, um, and not just to the angels, our higher self, to the energetic realm. And um, so can we start by just saying, can you explain a little bit about what angels are, about the energetic realm and why it's so important for us to connect with them, especially when we're feeling fear and lack like we are at the moment? I love that question because <laughs> I always say to people, it's, I didn't get here because things were going right. I got to this place because I ate fear for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. My entire world was, what do I need to be afraid of next? Mm-hmm. Until my world had become so small and so dysfunctional that I was finally able, probably because I, at that point, was driven to my knees, I had no other choice except to start looking around and start trying to figure out how to get out of this deep, dark place that just told me that life was going to continue to get worse and I should be happy that I was alive or 
mm, that it wasn't worse or yeah. <laughs> that I deserved this because of something that I had said or done. It was all such a shame, blame kind of atmosphere and judgy and critical and just <laughs> designed mm -hmm. to drive you down. And what I discovered was the more someone is shamed, the more they start looking around for someone else to blame. Because there's yeah. only so much shame you can you are willing to absorb. Hold on to, yeah. You know, at first, oh yeah, you're right, you know, I did that wrong, or oh yeah, I should feel badly because I didn't do well enough, or whatever. But then at some point, it's like you're sort of overflowing with shame, and you start looking around, pointing your finger, mm. trying to find somebody else that's at fault. That can, take, that can take some of that shame off of you. Yes, you just can't handle anymore. So it becomes this incredibly toxic environment where everybody is looking for someone else to be the problem in the relationship. And no one is taking ownership of, hmm, since I'm always the one that seems to be at the party when this thing goes south, maybe it could be something that I'm doing, thinking or saying. <laughs> yeah. And I've, and I've always and said I, that one of the biggest things that we need to learn to do is to take responsibility for ourselves and we for how our life is. If we're at a point right now that we are not happy in, that we're not fulfilled in, we need to take responsibility for that. And blaming others for you not being there, um, not being where you want to be, doesn't help us and it doesn't help anybody else. Well, and I think what we need to do more than anything is responsibility kind of felt to me like a dirty word. Yeah. In other words, if I had, if I was responsible for all this terrible mess, then I must be a really bad person. Mm. So again, another layer of shame to add to the already big pile of failures that I was standing on or being buried beneath. And it's only when you start looking at it from a different perspective that you're able to get any kind of momentum. So instead of looking at it as, oh my gosh, I couldn't possibly be responsible for this mess, it took me saying, uh-oh, hang on here. This might not be as bad as I think it is. Yeah, perspective. If yeah. I'm responsible, because if I'm responsible for creating this mess, then I must be a really powerful creator. Yeah. And in, so it allowed me to go from, I'm terrible at manifesting, to understand, oh, I'm really good at manifesting. I'm just not manifesting anything I desire. Mm -hmm. And when I began understanding that I was powerful instead of powerless, I was able to take responsibility. Suddenly, I wanted the responsibility because now I felt like I could do something about it. So now I'm like, okay, this is pretty good. Now I just need to figure out how to go from creating 
ick to creating this life that's going to feel good on every level. I love I the way that I love the way that you've just said that, Marsha, because um, it's true. No matter what we create in this world, we can create something we don't want, or we can create something we do want. The law of attraction, the laws of the universe, work whether you want them to or not, whether you like them or not. They just work, and so you can either focus on that that you don't want and bring that into your reality, or you can focus on what you do want and bring that into your reality. And I loved hearing your story about, about how you changed that perspective because, um, because understanding that we are all creators, but it just depends on what you're wanting to create, which matters. Yeah. And, you know, the angel's favorite saying to me is, the law of attraction doesn't take a day off. <laughs> so you can't just suddenly start spewing up a whole bunch of negative garbage and expect that you are not beginning to attract that to you. Yeah. So I think the other thing we need to remember is the law of attraction is not a thinking entity. It doesn't sit there and say, well, I know you really want this new job, but you're thinking about all the reasons why you're not qualified. So we're just going to get in there and polish up all those thoughts and bring you that new job. Instead, it is only capable of magnifying you. Yeah. So if you're thinking a bunch of garbage about how you're not worthy, not qualified, not capable, not whatever, that's all you're going to receive. Yeah. And so it's as simple as changing from I stink to, you know, I've really got a lot of qualifications that would en enable me to do a really great job. Yeah. And that's where I want everyone to begin. Just change the narrative. You're not going to be able to go from, oh, I'm really bad at that to I am so great because that would be a lie. So what you need to do is pick the thing you do well, and everybody has something, even if it's, I'm good at smiling. Get on that bandwagon and start, rem oh, I'm great at smiling. And <laughs> begin lifting yourself up little by little until you're able to really hold true to another thing that you are good at but trying to go from the deep dark place immediately to the top of the positive mountain will feel so fake that yeah. you might as well just have a big megaphone for the law of attraction to say I don't really mean anything I'm saying so just bring me that really crappy stuff anyway because that's what I'm used to and that's the vibration I'm putting out no matter how I dress it up with words Exactly. So, and, and changing these, this belief system that we've got, um, like you said, you take it in small steps and little by little, you'll start to actually begin to believe, to change those beliefs about what you're actually capable of. So I love your example of smiling um, because we all have the ability to smile at some point. Uh, and we all have the ability to to go into a shop and smile at the shop attendant, um, which, by the way, may, can change their day completely. 
Um, so, you know, find that one thing or two things or three things or whatever you can that you're really good at and really harness that. So, um, because we all have something. Um, so, so when we talk about the angels, the angels are pure love, right? They, they, don't, they don't work on fear. They don't work on scaring us. They don't work on anything like that. Um, so we're going to go a little bit into opening up the heart and feeling that love so that we can actually start to hear what the angels' messages are. Um, but can you go a little bit into the difference between the archangels? Um, we've all heard of Archangel Michael or Mikhail, depending on how you, <laughs> how you pronounce it, um, Gabriel and, and all of them. Um, the, the other angels and also our guardian angel, because we all have a guardian angel around us, right? Well, I think it's really important to understand the energetic realm. First, mm. understand that they are not speaking a language. No. So you can say, um, I really love myself while you are feeling anything but. Mm. And what is going to come across to the energetic realm, which is which encompasses the angels and the laws that hold us together and govern our universe, is the hatred, the self-hatred that you are feeling. So it's really important that we understand the heart is what sets the tone for your communication. So mm -hmm. if you're harboring a lot of hurt, hatred, or past trauma, that's going to bleed out into your vibrational signature. So you can say all the words that you want to say. This can keep talking, yeah. but this is a louder voice. So when you are engaging with the angels, and I'll talk about their different uh, significance in a second, we need to make sure that we are looking at our own heart resonance and decide what's coming forth. If there is a lot of hurt or a lot of pain and a lot of trauma, allow yourself to be where you are and invite the angels to join you in your heart space and help you begin to clear it away so that you can feel their love, their acceptance, their guidance. It's more a willingness than it is um, a procedure. Mm. Nothing in the energetic realm is procedural. It's all based on your willingness, your desire, your, your openness, your willingness to say, I need help which is all we ever need to do. So yeah. whether it's an archangel, an angel, or a guardian angel, it's just kind of a ranking system, which mm. doesn't really have much merit for us. Supposedly, the archangels have more power than the angels, or they've been in existence longer, and your guardian angel is more wedded to you. But the one thing that I have learned from them is they are loving beings that care deeply about our success, 
and they are just waiting for us to ask for help and be open to receive. So it doesn't matter whether you think you need, I, I, my, my life is over. I need the best help ever, but I don't remember who to call on. <laughs> it doesn't matter. The names that we have given them are for our benefit because yeah. we do better when we have a specific name. Yeah, like absolutely. Have names and you know, these are flowers. I'm Marsha. You're Jen. Yeah. That's, they know who they are. And, if you were to say, oh, I need help uh, with my computer. You don't need to run to your computer and Google, who can help me with computer? <laughs> Whatever energy is most able to help you immediately is there. All yeah. you need to do He's is awesome. be willing to receive. Yeah. Before that prayer or that request or that whatever, they're already there. Yes, they are there. We are not dealing with beings who are confined to a physical substance. So they are omnipresent, which mm -hmm. means they can be everywhere at the same time. They're not limited as their are. energy. Right. And energy can yeah. be in many different places at once. Yes, and they've got that overarching vision. So they can see way off into the future and can guide you around some things that you would they prefer know our, They know learn. our greatest path, don't they? And so they can guide us if we are, if we are struggling with something. Um, our guardian angel um, is, we are told, um, is with us from birth and that they're that they're there to protect us do you have do you have um any more information on the guardian angels i know it's just another energetic uh energetic frequency um but do they work in a different way to what the other angels do i think you need to remember that the universe is rigged yeah. it is absolutely an unfair setup it's 100% designed in our favor. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the best betting odds in the world because everything that could possibly be done to make it easy for us to have the best life experience has been put in place from the moment that we've agreed to the life journey. Yeah. So the guardian angel is just a being, and, and you can have many, but they're there just to, to be your special helper. Yeah. And certainly as children, that so many children have the imaginary friend. They're really just talking to their guardian angel. They just have maintained the ability to see into the energetic realm. Because children and, are, very, are very connected, aren't they, to the spiritual realm? And, and unfortunately, a, and unfortunately, as parents or as adults, we tend to dissuade them from that when when they're little, and and you know, especially, um, and that's unfortunate because especially if we knew a little bit more about it and we understood exactly what they were doing, um, we wouldn't think it was so crazy. And in fact, we'd probably be a little bit jealous because they have that connection to that to that higher realm. Yes. And, you know, 
parents believe they're doing the right thing. Oh, you know, I don't want my child to be talking to something that's not there. Mm. But it really is the biggest disservice we could ever do our children is to shut down that avenue of communication with God. Yeah. So if you are a new parent, a parent who still has uh, children who are elementary school, probably be after that, it, it's already... Yeah, if they haven't, if that channel isn't already open, then you're going to have to work on a different way. Or grandparents of new children, encourage them to keep up that open channel. Because we come with all this protection and this guidance. And then in order to have an optimal life experience where we really get involved in the process of growth, we need to forget that we have all this help. Otherwise, we just cheat our way through. And say, yeah. Okay. What's the answer? <laughs> and we would miss out on all these great lessons. But we come with all this incredible help, and then everybody kind of shushes us away from yeah. keeping that open channel. Yeah. And I know I am so grateful for all of the failures and the mistakes and the dead ends because it pushed me into this place. Yeah. But I'm thinking as I see these new kids come, I'm thinking, you know, we've got to create a world where you can keep your angelic support and keep those avenues open and still be encouraged to explore and expand. Yeah. Because you know, I always thought, well, you know, if I knew what was going, I would have shied away and I wouldn't have been able to grow because I would have always uh, played small because the, it wasn't the successes that opened me up. It was the failures yeah, and having to and climb back is. up. Yeah. I'm thinking there's got to be a way that you can keep all the angelic support and still grow as if you were thought you were in this all alone and you had to figure it out. Mm. So I'm just watching these new ones uh, very curiously because I want to see how they do it. I want to understand how you can expand without needing all the failures and the heartaches and the mistakes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and often our kids are protected. Like we, you know, we try to shelter them so much because we want to protect them from all the mistakes out there. And that just doesn't work because it is the mistakes that actually teach us um, how much we can actually grow and how much we can expand and what we're capable of. And um, so, and there's more and more indigo children that are coming into, into the world now um, who are very connected to source. And um, so I agree with you. It's going to be really interesting to see as, as time goes on, the differences in how the children relate to the energetic realm. Um, and I know myself, when my, when my daughter was younger, like really little, and she had imaginary friends, back then I had no idea um, who she was talking to. Um, I didn't dissuade it, um, but at the same time, I kind of, you know, parents start thinking, is our child crazy? Like, what are, what are they doing? And, and really, if we understood that what they're actually doing is retaining that connection to source, that connection to their own guardian angel or their own energetic realm, it would be a little less likely to... Um, or oh, I'd hope would be a little less likely to dissuade them from that. 
Don't you hope? And also, I think we would also, we would be less fearful that our children would leave the house and stay safe. Yeah. You know, certainly when they're just leaving for school, they've been in your little confined, uh, manipulative, manipulated environment of safety. And now you're sending them out and you're not there to create the confines of their world anymore. And it can be a little scary disconcerting yeah i I mean i know i've got i've got a 16 year old and an 18 year old and my 16 year old in particular is you know she loves to spend time with friends and and i know that when she's out with friends um you know i just ask for the angel's guidance i just ask for them to look after look after her when she's out um because they need to be able to go through these experiences um, and when you have when you have teens that have gotten their license or they're on the road, um, just just ask your angels to protect them when when they're out. Uh, we don't we don't need to keep such a tight rein on our kids because if we do that, <coughs> excuse me, then um, then it stops them from from having those experiences that are required. And that is so important. Mm. One thing the angels taught me very early on was that. I could ask them for help with absolutely anything. Yeah. But if I held on to whatever it was that I was asking for, they had no way to step in and do what they needed to do. Mm-hmm. So they taught me to wrap pink and gold blankets around anyone that was hurting or in pain or just anyone that I wanted to protect. But then I would have to let them go. So it it was kind of like we say to our children, well, we want you to get a good education, but you're not allowed to leave the house. Yeah. In my day, there was no internet when my kids were small, so they would not have been well educated. Now that's different, but it's the same principle that you've got to allow them to experience the world, but you can wrap them in angelic protection by wrapping them in a blanket of pink and gold light, which is just unconditional love, and is the best protection you can offer anyone. Because not only does it dissuade hurt and harm, but it sends out this energy of well-being so that anyone that that they run into immediately is hit with this energy of love and that makes the people that they're interacting with feel better yeah absolutely and I know myself like when um when my daughter was at school and and she went through her trials as they do as teenagers you know the girls all mix and then they say stuff that upsets each other and she came home upset and um so often I would talk to Archangel Mikhail and um and just say look please protect her as she is as she is at school, um, and give her the strength to be able to to be able to know what to do, um, and that's and that's the thing. Like, I I love when you said that all our angels, their energetic frequencies, their energetic vibrations, and um, and so we give them a name to make it easy for us to remember what their primary role is, um, and that's not to say that. Like, say we had um, Archangel Michael, who who is the is or Mikhail, who is the um, Archangel of power and strength, and um, so 
is that his primary role? Does he say we, we needed him to help with something else? Does he help with something else or does another angel come in and, and help us with that? Well, that's the beautiful thing about angels is there's no ego. There's no competition. Yeah. So yep. when I work with them, they lead me in the healing work that I do. And I have to, in order to do it, bring in the presence of the I am presence of the Christ. Yeah. And they decide who is best suited to work with the person or whatever it is that we're trying to clear at that time. So if you have an issue of um, trauma, you might bring in five energetic beings who are well suited to help you release the trauma and then place you in a higher resonance. If you want to uh, let go of your failure complex, you might bring in a whole group of different beings who are capable of helping you see it for what it was and then help you want to step into a place where you can be in line to receive success, where it becomes possible for you to believe that it could happen for you. So it's always about clearing out whatever pain is present so that you can accept a higher, lighter vibration. So we never go about it just pouring warm water on ice, hoping that it will melt. It's always, let's just take a look at what caused you to be frozen or to be in a defensive posture about this particular thing. And you usually have a really good reason why you feel you need to be in a defensive uh, posture or uh, defending against this thing. So once you understand why you're doing something, and you give yourself permission to look at it and to realize what you gained from it, then you can make the decision. Hmm, I don't think this is serving me anymore. Now that I know more, now that I realize that I do have help, now that I realize that I'm loved and supported, I think I can let it go. I don't need to constantly be in this retracted position which means the angels have nowhere, there's nowhere, there's no way to get in. There's no entry point to help you. So I think that's something that we need to keep in mind. If we're always going to be in the defensive, there is no space for them to work within your energetic self to help you get to the place where you'll feel better. So you've got to go in with a willingness to say, okay, you know, I've been on the defensive for 20 years and it's not working. So I'm going to begin stepping out into this realm of trust. I'm going to trust that I am loved and that I am supported and that I am safe. Yeah. Now, one thing that's really important is that don't trust by jumping off the cliff. You don't have the the support in place yet yeah you've been in this 
solo fight for a long time, and that's all you know. And that's your going to be your go-to mindset and your way of being. Yeah. So begin trusting in little things, things that don't matter. Angels, could you send me a sign? And they'll send you numbers and they'll send you synchronistic events like songs or oh, numbers. That life. happens so many times and, or, and it's quite incredible. Or birds, you know, and it's like learn to get in a relationship of trust first with things that don't matter. And then it will be easier and easier as you're going to face these larger experiences to expect that not only do they have your back, but hey, it's really going to work out well. Yeah. But you can't expect to go from, I'm so scared to, oh, let me just throw myself into an atmosphere of complete trust and I know that I won't uh, fall down. Yeah, little it's steps. And, and I know my angels, they, they talk a lot with me through butterflies and through feathers. And yeah. that's, when, that's when I feel connected with, that's when they, um, they show themselves to me. Um, because often we, we expect to, being human, we expect to hear voices. And not, they, like you said, they don't speak the English language. Um, they don't, although I think that there are some people, are there some people that can actually hear the voices of the angels? Well, that's a great question. People ask me that all the time because I'm clairaudient. And, yep. But it means different things for different people. So yeah. I know that some people, and this has happened for me maybe five times, mm. can hear it as though it's a separate voice that almost sounds as though it's coming from outside. Yep. When that happens for me, it's like all sound cuts off and then I hear this voice. But usually it's my voice yeah. that I am hearing and I can tell who I am talking with on, based on the syntax and the vocabulary and the phrasing that they use because they have very different ways of being. They are their own energetic presence. So Mother Mary comes in. Oh, it's like a minute her energy comes in, you want to cry because it's so beautiful. You're not, I'm not crying sad. It's so overwhelmingly beautiful yeah. that it takes a minute to adjust to it. But when Archangel Michael comes in, we're all business. Yep. You know, you know it, it's, it's uh, you know, she comes in and it's soothing and it's loving and it's a hug and he comes in. Okay. We're going to yep, take, let's it. get to it. Yep. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to get this done. And then Archangel Raphael comes in and it's like wrapping a warm blanket yeah, around very you. Very calming. And where you're hurting and let's heal this up. They, they are very unique in their presentation, but they are always bonded by love. Yeah. And that's very important to remember. If you are hearing from the ego, it will be condemnation, judgment, it might even yeah. be um, telling you to do hurt or harm to yourself or someone else. Yeah. Those are not 
Angelic. That's not our our higher self or our angels speaking. So they only speak in love, and they only and they only think the best of you, and that's the thing. Um, so yeah, so what? So you can use your emotions um, as as a guide as to whether it is actually your ego talking or whether it's the higher realm. Right, but the higher realm will never tell you to do something that will no. result in hurt or harm to yourself or anyone else. They have only the highest good of all concerned as their major operating theme at any time. Mm. So even if they tell you this relationship needs to end because it's not beneficial, it is not going to, even though it may feel like, oh, you know, this is so painful. Take a step back and ask yourself, is this really giving you what, would be for your highest good learn to be honest because when you're honest you're going to realize you know this is not supporting my growth or the other person's growth yeah you will never be asked to leave a relationship for another person it's only if it is beneficial for all parties yeah. you also won't be asked to stay in an abusive relationship for the other person's growth, they will be given an opportunity to grow, but it won't necessarily be because you're staying there and allowing yourself to be abused. Yeah. So I think we need to be very clear on that fact that if you are dealing with the angelic realm, they are never going to put you in harm's way yeah. for someone else and they will never do harm to someone else as a way to benefit you. There is always a way for the highest good for all to come forward. And that's, that is the only thing they are going to support you in bringing forth. Yeah. And, and I think um, today now more than ever with everything that the world is, the chaos that the world is in at the moment, um, we need to be able to trust in, in the higher realm and the energetic realms to be able to protect us and to be able to give us the strength to go through what, ev what everybody's going through at the moment. And so how do we, if we're, if we're struggling at, at the moment and that in this time, um, how do we begin to open up and to, and to trust that everything's going to be okay, especially if we see people around us that are struggling or we've lost people that we care about? How do we begin to do that? Wow, what a great question. It's so easy, especially with loss, when we see someone we care about leaving the physical plane and going back to the energetic plane. First of all, give yourself time to grieve. Yeah. It is very difficult to adjust to the change in status. Mm -hmm. Yes, we stay on as energetic streams throughout eternity. But there's something very difficult to wrap your head around when you had the person there and you could touch them. Yeah. You could hug them. You could interact with them and hear their voice. And it's really you hearing them or you could see their physical presence. So you have to give yourself time to grieve. 
please keep in the back of your mind, even when you're grieving, this is not punishment. Yeah. The person wasn't removed from their physical life because they did something wrong or you did something wrong or God doesn't like you yeah. or uh, God's just out to get you. We are in complete control of when we arrive and when we leave. And even though that's hard to wrap, wrap your head around, head around mm. except especially when someone chooses to leave and you're not ready for them to leave or you don't feel like their journey was complete, you will understand at some point. So yeah. I am going to ask that you give yourself time to grieve, but that you trust that God is not stacking the deck against you or making your life more difficult. Instead, learn to expand, open that heart space, and begin opening to receive communication from your loved one now that they are in the energetic state. And everybody has the ability to do it. It just requires practice yeah. and willingness. So if you just... You know, closing your eyes and putting your attention on the heart center to getting to the place where you have that divine connection with God that opens up your communication channel to everyone and everything because we are all united yep. through this connection. So just placing your attention on the heart and just sitting in that heart space will enable you to begin to connect with people that have have chosen to take their journey into another dimension. Mm -hmm. Because that's the thing, we when we decide to um, inhabit a body, when we decide to come onto this plane, uh, we have we have a set um, set path that we are that we are due to follow. And so what is very difficult to understand because when we love somebody and we're close to somebody and like you said we lose them we can't talk to them or touch them or be around them anymore um we lose sight of the fact that they are still energetic forms that are still around us and we can connect with them if we just open our hearts up and that their journey was supposed to end at that particular time which is very right. difficult for anybody to wrap their head around. Um, but if you do trust in that higher energetic realm and, and like you said, Marsha, open up your heart to it, um, then you can hear your loved ones. And I've, and I've often, I've often done this with my grandfather and, um, and other loved ones that I've lost. Um, you open it up and you can actually feel them um, and, and hear, hear them talking to you. So, if you have lost somebody, as hard as it is, there is still a way to stay connected. I, I think it's so important to remember, too, that not everyone is going to communicate in the same way. Exactly. But you, everyone comes in with one main channel of communication. So if you're empathic, it's often feeling. You get that kind of feeling in your gut. And that's your 
way of communicating, or you can hear them, or you can see them with the third eye. Mm. Whichever way is natural, most natural to you is the way that you've come. That's your strongest channel. And that's the one that you should use first. The others, as you get more comfortable, will begin to also come online and be easier for you to use. But I always like to play to my strongest yeah. um, advantage. So if you can hear them, great. If you can feel them, great. If you can see them, great. Use whatever sense is strongest for you. Yeah. And get your communication going that way. Don't compare with anybody else or don't try to do it anybody else's way. Just know that whatever is your naturally strongest clear sense is the best way to begin communicating. Absolutely. That's fantastic. I, I, have, I have absolutely thoroughly enjoyed this today, Marsha. And I think we've offered so many nuggets as to how people can start to open up and start to um, be receptive to, to the energetic realm. And no matter what it is that, that you're needing help with, the angels can help you with it. Um, invite them in. I mean, the amount of times I've lost my keys and I, I can't remember what it was the what, what it was the other day. Something had happened, and I'd misplaced something, um, and I looked everywhere for it. And then all of a sudden, I I asked the angels. I said, "Look, can you please help me find this? Because it was something I needed straight away." And then I literally I went into the bedroom, and sitting on my side table was what I was looking for, and. I know that it wasn't there before because I had literally turned everything upside down looking for it. Um, but they will do this and they will, they will help you to, because you get like this sense, go and look here, go and look here. And that's what I get. I'll get this feeling that, okay, you need to look, look in the room again because maybe there's something in the room. And then you go in there and then all of a sudden it's sitting there. Um, you know, there's, there's been many different instances um, where you know I've not been feeling well, or um, you know I've been a bit under the weather, and and I've called on Raphael, and next morning I've been feeling a lot better. Um, so there's lots of things that they can help us with, right, Marsha? They can help us with everything, yeah. and they would be delighted if you would call on them consistently. Yeah, you know, it's they'd really rather be helping you constantly. And here's a beautiful thing they shared with me because I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to call on you all the time. I'm a little concerned that that's selfish. And, you know, aren't you going to get bored or tired or, you know, is there a limit to how often I can call on you? And then they explained that they, just like we, are all on this journey to completion. Yeah. We're all perfect in every moment. We're not perfect for where we were, and yeah. we're not perfect for where we're going. We're perfect for this right now. Mm -hmm. But we are on the journey to completion, and the goal is to become more and more like God in every lifetime. Mm -hmm. Well, the angels have the same ascension goal. They too are growing, and they grow by helping us. Yeah. So they won't get tired because they don't have a physical body that tires and they are omnipresent so they can be everywhere and at every time at every moment of every 
day. So you can't take them away from something more important, which was my other fear. Well, I'm, I just lost my car keys. What about Mary? Who's got cancer there? You know, like she can take it away from her. Yeah. (laughs) They can be everywhere always doing anything they need to do. And they actually advance in their growth when they help us. So they're delighted to help us. And we all grow with their help because as we learn to trust and become more filled with this God presence, of course we ascend and can expand and fill more completely with the God essence, which is what we're here to do. Absolutely. And there is no issue too small. If something has put you into a fearful state, and this is what we're talking about is if you are scared of something, or if you're fearful of something, then ask your angels to help you open your heart. Ask your angels to help you with those fears and to help to come up with solutions for, for what you're struggling with. Um, and believe me, they will, they will do it all of a sudden. You will start to, you'll start to have all of this coming to your, coming to your, um, mind and you'll, you'll figure out the solutions that you're needing. Or like I said before, you'll, you'll get this intuition that you have to do something. Um, and, um, so yeah, just, just be open to it and understand that we have higher beings that are there to help us on our journey. And, um, and if you just open up to that, your life could be absolutely incredible. But I think the most important thing you said there was be open and ready to take action. Yeah. They are not going to do it for you. Nope. They are the world's best helpers. Yep. But they will only help. They will not take over. Exactly. It's like having your own little VA. Yeah. They're the perfect teachers. Because, you know, here you go, here's steps A, B, C, D, E. But if you won't step up and take any of those steps, yep. they'll just wait patiently for you to decide, okay, well, you're done grousing about it or complaining that it's not getting done. They yeah. won't do it for you. They're your partners, but they are not your, they don't view themselves as superior and they certainly are not going to take over because then they would deny you of the learning experience. And they're too smart for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Marsha. I have really enjoyed this discussion with you today. And is there anything else that you would, you would like to mention or would you like to give us your um, information so they can learn a bit more about you? Absolutely. I have a really fun YouTube channel where I, they'll bring different subjects. So they'll say, okay, like what I'm going to release this Friday is a, on conspiracy. Yeah. Oh, I look forward to that. Archangel Metatron came forward. So often what I will do is share a little bit about the qualities of that particular angel, just so that you get to know um, information about them. I, I find it's easier if you feel like you have a friendship yeah. Then if you're just, hey, you. So I share a little bit about each particular energetic being that is helping us. And then they have always given us a channeled writing that explains what is it about conspiracies that we need to know? Are they, you know, they take away the stain of 
everything is bad or whitewashing it, everything is good. And they break it down so you can make your own judgment. Yeah. Excellent. So I look forward to that. I just, they helped me so much. Um, and it's just so fascinating to me when I channel from the different beings, how different they sound. Yeah. They all have the same theme of love and acceptance, but they have such different ways of presenting it. So it's, it's, it's really like a lot us. of fun. We all, we all have different ways of presenting it and they do it the same. Exactly. And it's, you know, one of the most wonderful things about having this much access to information is if you don't understand person A's example, you can go and find 20 other examples until you find somebody that is speaking in a way that really resonates yeah. with you. Mm -hmm. so, Absolutely. Yeah. And I think this is where people get so wrapped up in the whole competition thing. It's like, oh, but there's not enough people out there that are going to be able to um, buy my course or buy my book or whatever it is, but they don't understand that different people resonate with different people. You could be saying the exact same thing and somebody will connect with you on a deeper level and so they'll follow you as opposed to this other person. So um, this is why competition is really um, null and void because there, there is... It just depends on, on the connection that you form with these people. Totally agree, Marsha. Yes, and you know, and Mother God has been saying since I think the 2000, she was saying, get ready. This toxic competition is needing to dissolve and we're yep. bringing in, we're ushering in the era of cooperation. And as beginning my career as a kindergarten teacher I was like oh yay I'll finally I'll finally be able to fit <laughs> so I don't know how not to cooperate <laughs> but now here we finally have stepped into the age of Aquarius and that is what they are expecting from us cooperate learn to share your strength recognizing that you don't need to hold up the whole world. Yeah. But if everybody could hold up their little corner of it, we would all do magnificently well. And that's the thing about abundance. Abundance isn't just having a lot of zeros in your bank account. It's feeling good, experiencing joy, and just overflowing with delight over every aspect of your life so yeah. abundance is really what the angelic realm is all about but not just the zeros yeah. it's about all of the different ways that we can feel good yeah the health and the joy and the and the passion and the all of the different things that allow us to reach those higher vibrations Yes, yes, yes. Fantastic. So what is this? Um, how can they find this YouTube channel? Oh, it's Marsha Martin, the heart healer. And, or you can go to my website and it's either Marsha Martin, Marsha spelled M-A-R-C-I-A, Marsha Martin, the heart healer, or mmhearthealer.com. Fantastic. And it will be in the show notes um, of this podcast episode. Thank you so much for being with us today, Marsha. 
and talking about the lovely energetic realm. And um, we look forward to speaking to you a little bit later. Thank you so much. Any questions about angels or the energetic realm, you can always ask me. I love to talk about them. She does. She's <laughs> <laughs> great. great delight. Excellent. Thank you, Marsha. Thank you, okay. Jen, so much.